0: How are you all doing? Good? I love that story. We didn't, um, I didn't know what story she was gonna tell. It was kind of funny um, that that goes so well with what I wanted to talk about. Um, First of all, a little bit um, about me though. My name's Jimmy Roberts. I sing with Eagle Ridge. Um, That's our drum group. Uh, We started it and I've been singing at powwows all over the country for 24 years now. And I danced a little bit before that. Um, I don't know how long it's been, but I've been singing more time than I haven't in my life. Um, But I wanted to get up here and talk to you guys a little bit about um, just powwows and powwow culture. Um, It was really, it really weighed on me to try to figure out what I was gonna talk to you guys about because the breadth of Native American culture is gigantic and I'm not an expert I wouldn't even consider myself an expert on the things that I know well, let alone everything else that's out there. So what I wanted to try to do was talk to you guys, because there are powwows in this area, and some of you guys have maybe been to one, um, so that you can kind of understand what's going on, what we're doing, what a little bit of what we're doing over here while we're singing. Um, so that you're informed, but also so you can participate better, because the more you know about what's happening, the more you can kind of understand how it works and, and all of that kind of stuff. I did want to ask, though, how many of you have been to a powwow? That is a lot of you. That's awesome. Um, for those who haven't, um, a powwow is a, is a celebration. Um, Native people, a lot of times, and people who um, go to them regularly and travel around the country and go to them, don't always even necessarily call them a powwow. Sometimes they just call it a dance or, um, you know, get together together. Uh, celebration that kind of thing um, A powwow is a a version of a word from uh, from out east that kind of became the collective word that everyone uses um, which is a it's a common story in powwow culture um, coming together bringing new ideas in different groups and different people from different tribes coming together and sharing what they know with everyone else, and then other people adopt them. And, um, and that just kind of becomes the way things are done from then on. Um, but one of the hardest things to, uh, to do is to talk about how it started, because, I mean, dancing has been a thing for hundreds of years. You know, a lot of that history was lost in this country because of um, all the things that have happened to Native Americans over the course of time. Um, People have danced for for years for lots of different reasons, for celebration, for war, and all kinds of other things. Um, And it's important to know that when you look at the way things are now, because what you see when you go to a powwow is not, there's sometimes um, a misconception that it's some type of reenactment, and it's really not. it has its roots in, you know, old traditions, but there are modern innovations and all that kind of stuff. You know, everything from Western influence, um, it's, it's very much like a give and take um, between, you know, one tribe and another and non-natives and natives coming together to learn from each other. You know, that's um, a lot of, I was sitting here listening, um, a lot of what everyone's talked about this morning and, and things like that is about community and it's community is the most important thing, I think, in, um, I, hate to, I hate to say native culture, there are 500 different tribes that are all different, there are similarities, some are geographically close to each other, some are not. Um, through modern transportation, everyone can be close to each other. Um, so that's, that's one of the hard parts of trying to figure out the scope of what to talk to you guys about, because I wanted to make it practical, um, but not, I don't know. Anyway, um, when, when people came together um, through reservations, through you know, the various moving Indians around the country, um, through history, people, people were forced to be together who wouldn't normally be. Um, and it's a very similar um, situation now. You know, a lot of the reservations are still where they are, but it's not always just reservations. There are people, native communities, in big cities um, that are from all different tribes. Um, so, especially in places in Oklahoma, there are different sections where lots of tribes are close together. Who, a lot of which used to be um, enemies with each other, and so they would they would dance. You know, they would. Dance before war, after they went to fight with each other, before they hunted, after they hunted. There's a million different reasons that people danced, but pretty much everyone did. And that's not unique, obviously, to native culture, But you see that all over the world. Um, just like the drum. Um, the drum is very important to powwow culture. Um, but the drum is obviously, as you all know, not unique to native culture. Um, it's not unique to any culture that I've ever found. Everyone has the drum. Um, But the way that native culture uses it, the drum is a very central part of how the powwow works, Um, especially in the Southern Plains style, which is like Oklahoma and all of those areas. The drum is, it sits in the center, people sit around it and sing, people dance around that. And then there are people in the audience that are, not necessarily. There are, sometimes they're spectators. Um, powwow is a hard thing to call anyone a spectator. It's such a community activity. People can choose to be spectators, but it's really not expected. Anyone can participate, regardless of you know whether you're native or not. In my experience, um, powwow culture is, uh, is this unique is this unique thing that's evolved from um, certain aspects of it evolved from you know reservations, tribes that were close together. And then Wild West shows and things like that, because people weren't allowed to dance for years. You know, they were, and then they weren't. And there's a lot of laws around the turn of the end of the uh, 20th century where it was outlawed in some places, but not others. Um, So people had to dance a little bit in secret or not at all. But then you had Wild West shows that came out. And that is really where what the modern powwow that you see if you go anywhere around in the country today really evolved from in its structure. Not necessarily what they're doing, but the structure of it. There's a big entrance that's sometimes called the Grand Entry or the Parade In or things like that, where all the dancers come out, you know, they sing a flag song, sing a veteran song, and then they have, you know, the program, which is singing a series of songs until there's a break. And then there's a dinner break and it's a big community event where people come together, they have dinner, they come back, they dance more, and then the thing is over. You know, and then sometimes younger people get together afterwards to sing. It's kind of like an after party, but there is tradition with it and there are specific songs that go along with it. Um, and uh, so w- that structure really evolved from the, the Wild West shows, because even when dancing was outlawed, people couldn't deny its popularity. And so when they would travel around, so the I don't know, the government kind of had to give in a little bit. Um, the interesting thing about that is that they they had to. It's it's not really, at least in my experience. And by the way, I'm not an expert. I just know what I know. And there are plenty of people who have different stories than I do. Um, dancing in general is a non-individual activity. Every individual is dancing, of course. But it's not really about any one person showing off. It's them expressing themselves, which can be interesting and worth watching. Um, But in general, it's it's more about everyone dancing collectively together in their own way. Um, And because there's all these different tribes that have come together in different ways, you will see different tribes of people dancing the way their people do with other people dancing the way their people do. And over the course of 100 years or so, you see a lot of trading you know just an idea exchange the same thing carries through till now where you know it's not just you know old materials that were used even you see um people use modern modern things um feathers that you can get uh you know not every feather that's on your outfit is and I'll, by the way Most people call them an outfit or regalia or something like that. Costume is generally kind of an offensive word. Um, It just kind of is that way. I would not use that Um, because costume is under the impression. Costume gives the idea that you're wearing something that is not you. You know what I mean? You don't have to be native in my opinion and most everyone that I've ever run across. You don't have to be native to practice those traditions pretending to be native is an entirely different thing. You know what I mean? Like you can learn um, how to dance, what outfit to wear, what the different, um, I could talk all day about the different little aspects of everyone's dance outfit. Um, But I get a lot of questions from people all the time. That, you know, I'm part native or I'm not native. Is it okay to dance? Is it okay to learn how to sing? And I would argue that it is when done properly. You know, you just learn to do it the way the culture does it. Um, I don't think, no one that I've yeah, there are a few bad apples. Most people don't care as long as you're doing it in a respectful way. Um, but there's, everything about the culture is very much give and take. You know, you, when you're learning, when I'm learning, um, you're effectively trading your work for their knowledge you know, you follow people around. When we were learning, when I was learning, um, it was a lot of driving across the country with a tape recorder. And then when I got there, you know, like, well, just hand me the tape recorder and then they'll talk into the tape recorder and sing songs and learn these songs or these ways of doing things. And in exchange for that, I did all kinds of random, seemingly unrelated things to be helpful. You know, I need you to do this. I need you to carry this water. I need you to, you know, it's, that's just kind of how tradition is passed on. It's through hard work and respect. Um, that hasn't changed in, the, in general over time. Um, th- the means to do it, like having tape recorders, which is not uh, a thing. Um, I wish when I was learning to sing and the first time we had like digital media on our phones and stuff, I have like boxes and boxes of tapes of people talking that I need to like digitize or something. Um, or this is just one more example of how this—it's a living culture. Things change all the time. Um, but one of the, one of the—it's always about community, and it's not really about individualism, um, which really struck me. I wasn't even necessarily going to talk about that until I heard people talking here when I got here. Um, there are there are times um, for individuals to shine. There, powas have contests. It's a big thing um, people compete for prize money um, it's just you know native culture has a, an air of competitiveness about it anyway you know from sporting events to contest dancing and stuff but there's actually been a huge backlash from that um, recently and this sort of push to like you know because contest contest dancing when people are getting out there you know showing off really came from the Wild West shows which isn't inherently a native thing it was just an excuse to be able to still dance um, so you know this modern uh, you know idea of taking things back a little bit to be less contesty, a little more about learning what the culture is like and um, doing it for less monetary reasons. Um, you know contests are they're kind of a weird thing, there's a lot of mixed opinions um, about it because winning prize money helps you go to other dances you know so it's it's not all bad, but it's, you know, I don't have all the answers. I'm just trying to explain to you guys what it's like out there. Um, um, but one of the things that I think, and I kind of wanted to do as an experiment, have any of you guys ever danced at a powwow before? Just even just walked around the dance circle. I know you guys have. I was like, why aren't you raising your hands? I know for a fact you have. Um, um, does anyone want to give it a shot? You don't have to move, you don't have to. Anybody who wants to try, you do, just stand up and I will walk you through the very, very basics of dancing and what it's like to dance as a collective. No one has to do it. Um, I just thought this would be a fun experiment. I'm doing this on the fly. Just, I haven't read this sheet of paper yet. I just got up here and started talking. Um, so I'm gonna have them, this is completely impromptu, I just threw it on. Um, dancing at its most basic is walking in time, is just walking in time to the drum. That's, that's at its core. And I think it's a, there's, a, there's a certain amount of healing to everyone participating in that altogether. Um, any kind of drum, honestly. Um, they're gonna sing a song, um, Basically just follow me, but just you can do it in step. Um, and just watch my feet, when my feet move, and we'll get, just, I'll just have them sing and I'll kind of, yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'm gonna walk out from behind the podium. <laughs> Ted's like, they can't see your feet. <laughs> um, is this on? Hey, it works. Also, I'd rather just do stuff. I'm not a big lecturer. Um, so they're just gonna sing. And then you guys just kind of follow me. Just sing a couple of push-ups and we'll just see how it goes. This is an old this is an old punker song. We didn't plan this. From Around the Wild West times. Alright. Everybody dances the same. It's We'll start with this and then you can get fancier if you want to. I know there's not a lot of room. hear the super hard beats that's when your feet go down. And then you can bounce a little bit. You guys are awesome. And then you can kind of put an extra little step in there if you want to. And if you were at a dance at a powwow, we would dance in a circle, um, and you would basically just do this and walk forward. And I think there's something inherently just, I don't know, community building and just togetherness about everyone dancing together. It's so, it's so simple, but it can be such a powerful experience. foundation of all of powwow dancing. Literally every dance style you'll ever see is based on this movement. Song ends. Look at you guys. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how late it's getting, I guess it is getting kinda late. Yeah. You know, to touch on that, um, she asked if there was a spiritual dimension to this, and what, what we're doing, I would argue that that is, to some extent, where the individuality comes into it. People dance for a lot of different reasons, and every reason is valid.: Sure.: Oh yeah. The is the native has always been very physical to start with, yet spiritual. So to put your spirituality into action, you have to stand up and step forward. Cool. Thank you, Kim. Um, one more thing I wanted to touch on. Um, I don't know how long I've gone because I didn't set my timer. Um, it kind of touches on that a little bit. This, people dance for the reasons that they dance for, and that can be a variety of them. Some people are simply dancing for people who can't dance. Some people dance because it brings them joy, because it brings other joy, because they're talking to their creator. There are a million different reasons to dance, and they're all valid. Um, Some of the songs bring out different emotions. You know, any, any person might dance to any given song for any different reason. Um, the very first song that we sang when, when, you know, when the program opened this morning is, um, it's like our song. It was a song that someone made for us. It's contemporary. It was written 18 or so years ago. Um, and so when we, when we hear that song, when we sing it, You know, it's exciting. It reminds us of ourselves and our history and, you know, we're proud of it. Um, When you hear the song that they just sang, um, that's an old Ponca song. It doesn't have any words in it, Um, but it still reminds me of the Ponca elders who I've talked to and their history, you know, which has had a huge impact on powwows. Um, One of the questions that people always ask is, you know, what do the songs mean? Um, that's a really that's a really loaded question that doesn't have a straight answer. Um, there's a literal answer at times. Some of the songs have words in them in a language, and they have a translation, and they mean anything from. I mean, they, they tell stories. The Ponca tribe, their songs effectively tell the history of their culture. You know, there are songs about you know horses and stealing and enemies, and you know honoring various individual people are still talked about in the songs. It's a very historical context. But there are also, you know, other songs that people, the way I kind of believe and the way I think about it is I don't really, like I've written songs, but I don't really think of it like I'm writing them because I don't sit down and try to write them. I just happen to live in an era where I always have a portable voice recorder on my phone. So when I have this cool melody that just comes out of nowhere into my head, I just record it. I don't know where it came from. I know the structure of how songs go because I've been singing for so long. So the songs just appear in that format. You know what I mean? Is that from somewhere up above? Is it just from the universe? I don't know. I don't really ask. But the songs just hit me and I record them and then they're just out there in the world and I share them with people. Um, I think most people are the same way. Um, So what do the songs mean? I mean, they mean different things to different people. You know, the Ponca the, the, the and Kiowa songs that we sing mean something to me, but I'm neither Ponca nor Kiowa. So, you know, they bring me joy. They make me think of places in the country where I was at when they sung, when they sang them. But I can't even imagine what it would be to be Kiowa and hear Kiowa songs sung back well that I could dance to. I feel like that would take, As much as I love them, I don't think I could love them as much as that must feel like for them. Um, The same way with, you know, with with any tribe, and there are plenty of tribes that have things that don't have to do with powwow. They have their own traditions. Um, Powwow is kind of its own melting pot. There's no tribe that owns it. It's just kind of everyone's. Um, I'm trying to think Um, if there was anything else I really wanted to touch on. Um, before we wrap this up. I still love that you guys got all up and danced. I thought that was so fun. Um, but yeah, I'll be around after if anybody has any questions. I do not have all the answers, I promise you. Anyone who says they have all the answers is lying. Um, if there's one thing I've learned in 24 years of singing is that I feel like I know less than I did then. Um, there's just so much to know, you know, and I'm always learning and I don't know, I sort of fashion myself as a Historian, you know, I try to learn and collect information and knowledge and document it so it doesn't get lost. Um, so I'm not really up here to tell you guys what you should and shouldn't do, but just to kind of spread the joy of what it can be like to be a part of it, um, and to encourage you to all to pick things that you're interested in about Native culture, if you are, and find people who know about them and learn from them. Um, there are so many different things you can do. Um, Or at the very least, if you ever go to a powwow and everyone's out there dancing, you can now be a little more of a part of it than you were before, which will hopefully benefit you and will benefit them. It's a give and take. It's all about community. So with that, thank you guys very much for letting me come up here. It was really fun. I don't think I looked at this one time.